0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Plus 3 Podcast of Nerdiness. I'm Evan. I'm
1: Derek. And I'm Ryan.
0: And we're here to bring you the latest news about all things nerdy. We've got a great episode today. We're going to start off by talking about what we've been up to for the last couple of weeks since the last episode, and then we're going to bring you some, some news. We've got some good board game news, and there was a Nintendo Direct, so you know we've got some great video game news coming up. And then finally, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into tabletop role-playing games or RPGs. Uh, of course, when you think about those, it all starts with Dungeons & Dragons, but there's other ones out there like Pathfinder um, and things like that. So the three of us have all played various campaigns throughout the years. We've had campaigns together, we've had a few separately, and we just all really love tabletop RPGs. There's there's so much that can be said about them, there's a lot of fun to be had. we have, we have some very fond memories, so we're really excited to jump into that, and hopefully, if it's not something you've ever done before, maybe can persuade you to check it out. So we'll definitely get to that later, but uh, let's go ahead and get started here. Brian, what have you been up to?
1: Okay, so this week, um, if anyone remembers, Derek had mentioned the Warhammer, I don't remember what it was called, Warhammer After School Program is what I'm going to refer to it as from now on. Um, but there has been some developments on that front, uh, locally for me anyway. Um, one of the local librarians actually reached out to uh, Games Workshop, and they received a response immediately, and um, they are starting a program, and they actually received their shipment within <laughs> within a week of contact at Game Wor- Games Workshop, so I thought that was pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I think we should give uh, Tyler a shout-out here. Tyler Hahn, friend of the pod uh was uh, was the one who pursued this and uh, and let us know about it and I'm super happy that he was able to do this and and get this
1: started oh yeah absolutely that that's huge um, and my wife at the school is the the sponsor so to speak of the program since it's supposed to be associated with the school so that's that's an exciting development I'm kind of excited to be sort of a part of that so we'll see kind of what that looks like going forward. I might have more to report on that in the future. Um, and then also some other news for me this week is I'm addicted to a game that Derek got me hooked on called Ganshun Cleaver Clever. Is that, did I pronounce that right, Derek? Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. Ganshun Clever.
1: Clever. I know I always want to say Cleaver, but I know that's not right. But anyway, that's my own, (laughs) my own illiteracy. Um, but it is one of the most addicting games uh, I've played. In recent memory, it's a ton of fun and it's a, what did you call It's a roll and write. Um,
2: yeah, roll and write game.
1: Yeah. It, I'll let you, I know you've got a bit on that. I'll let you explain more. Um, but I, I have a ton of fun with that game and I've also started rewatching Star Wars Clone Wars, um, in anticipation for the new show or the new season coming out. And that's been my week kind of in a nutshell.
0: Cool. Yeah. Man, Clone Wars is so good. It um, is. It's amazing. Yeah. So okay, well, uh, sounds like a sounds like a good time. I haven't got into um, Clever yet, but or what, gone what sh- whatever you were talking about. But I, you guys have been, have <laughs> it, been talking gonna, about a lot. It's gonna happen. You're it gonna have prob-
2: the app soon.
0: Yeah, I probably probably will. I, uh, that's all these guys have been talking about in our. Our uh, Discord chat. So, anyway, I'm sure I'll get involved in that at some point. So, uh, I'll go next. So, the last couple weeks, I've um, been pretty good. I a couple weeks ago, I played in a Rocket League tournament, so that was really fun. It's the first time I've done. Well, I've done some online tournaments. This one was actually at um, a gaming cafe, local gaming cafe here. So, I played with a, a former coworker of mine, and we did okay. We we got third out of fourth Third out of four teams, but. Uh, it was still fun to go and meet a couple people and, and, uh, play in that kind of environment. And it was streamed. So that was, uh, some, a different experience for me. Uh, even though like eight people were watching, it was still enough to get the nerves going a little bit. But that was I fun. was
2: watching. I was definitely watching. Yeah. I but, was watching as well.
0: I was sad though, because the one time I had a really nice shot, it was, we we were playing a game off stream and it was probably one of the best shots I've ever made. And unfortunately no one got to see it, but. Oh well, yeah.
1: Um, cl- classic fishing tall tale, right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I know, and I wasn't on my own computer, so I couldn't even get a replay of it. So <laughs> it basically didn't even happen. Uh, so yeah, that that was fun. Uh, I've actually been playing a lot of Rocket League because they came out with their Rocket Pass, which is uh very similar to Fortnite's Battle Pass. It's basically just a way you can earn in-game rewards. Uh, so that's fun. It kind of refreshed the game a little bit for me. Um, so other things I've been doing. Uh, I started reading The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, which I believe I mentioned last time I was going to do. So uh, I've been really, really enjoying that. It's, it's, I, I have read The Fellowship of the Ring. It's the one of the trilogy that I've read all the way through. And rereading it now has just been really enjoyable because I feel like, I don't know if it's the the age I was when I first read it or, it just wasn't quite at the stage where I was ready to appreciate the world building and some of the things like that. But I've just been enjoying like I'm. They're not even out of the Shire yet, and I've just been enjoying the journey and all the. I don't. Is there's something different about it this time? I'm reading it, so I'm excited to keep going in that. And then the other thing that I started this last couple of weeks was Star Wars Rebels, which. I have been loving so much. it's so incredible, and I heard from from like you guys and from everybody else online that season one was not that great or at least wasn't as good, and then season the rest of the seasons got so much better and I'm still on season one, and I just like it's it's some of my favorite star Wars period, so I'm really excited to see where the show goes from there
2: yeah and i mean I, I still enjoyed season one, but compared to the rest um it is a little weaker. Uh, but yeah, I mean, still, it's, it's solid and, and the show only, uh, only, only gets better. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you to, uh, dig into
1: that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, then I guess the, the one other thing that I did was I played some X-Wing, uh, second ev- edition officially dropped. I've had it since Gen Con, but it dropped for the, I guess the general or wide release this past week. Um, so my local gaming store had a, uh kind of a little event yesterday. Uh, and it went really well. I, I won both my games, so that was exciting. And I'm really just enjoying some of the refreshing changes they brought into second edition. So if you played first edition and kind of burned out, I'd say check it out. And if you've never played X Wing, I'd say check it out. Just make sure when you're looking at stuff, you're looking at the second edition stuff. And it's a great intro to miniature games and it's if you love Star Wars, it's it feels like you're flying an X Wing. So uh definitely check it out if if you're interested in either of those things
2: yeah and i I might have to check that out i I was part of the camp of burnout with first edition. It just got to be it got to be too much and all and i i mean now they have quick builds you know I wasn't really into the list building it just it just got so intricate and intense, and there was too much. I just wanted to fly ships around and shoot at each other and so sounds like it sounds like that's kind of what they've gone back to a little bit with second yeah. edition, so I might have to check it out
1: yeah
0: so uh, that's about it for me. So, Derek, what have you been up to? Ah,
2: uh, well, uh, last week our we had a couple people gone from our Pathfinder group, so we decided to have a board game night instead, which was great. Uh, we played King Domino, Reef, and Century Golem Edition. Um, those have really turned into my go-to games. They're they're quick. They're easy to learn. And they're super fun. And so those have kind of, those have kind of taken over for me as a, you know, hey, we've got 20 minutes. Should we, should we sit down and play this? And Sid and I have been playing a, a lot of, uh, of century. Um, that's been great. Uh, let's see. We were down in Kansas City actually with Ryan and his wife, uh, last weekend and we, um, I hit up half price books and, found a couple of brand new board games half ice books has started carrying a lot more games and it's it's been great uh, I picked up number nine and dice forge um, number nine I've played many times I got it from my dad for Christmas last year and it plays in like 10 minutes which is great when you're trying to get your family to sit down and play a game and then dice forge I just I like the idea of uh, instead of building like a deck you're you're building dice and so the dice have these little Lego uh, front, like the faces are like little, little Lego type pieces that you pop out and you upgrade. And so you're, the dice that you're rolling get better and better as the game goes on. And I, I haven't got a chance to get that to the table yet, but, uh, I'm pretty excited to try it out. Um, I, uh, as far as TV goes, I'm a little behind, but I finished, uh, I just finished season one of The Punisher. Uh, it was very solid. Have you have either of you guys seen Punisher yet?
1: I, uh, have not. I have not. It's on the list.
2: All right. All right. It's, it's good, but it's very dark. It's extremely dark, even for, you know, kind of the path that Marvel's taken on these Netflix shows. It is, I mean, as you can imagine, it's the Punisher, so it's going to be dark, but it's, it deals with a lot of, um, just a lot of dark storylines and PTSD, you know, with soldiers. And, uh, it's, eh, I had to kind of take a break in the middle of it because it got a little heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also, and I have to give a shout out. This is not a very well known show, but I started season seven of The Venture Brothers. And The Venture Brothers is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, it's just, it's, it's an animated show. It's in the, the old vein of the old adventure cartoons. Like if you guys ever watch Johnny Quest or anything like that, it's very much a, a spoof of those. And it, it's just fan- fantastic writing. And this is the first new season in a couple years. Uh, so I'm, I'm keeping up with that as they release and it's been great. Um, finally, some big news. I, uh, after much research and, uh, going back and forth and finally with, uh, some, uh, encouragement from my wife, I backed a board game table on Kickstarter. So I've been, I've been wanting one for a long time and, uh, there happened to be three of three projects that went up on Kickstarter last week. And so I kind of had the pick of the litter and, uh, I, I ended up backing, um, it's called the second breakfast table by the, uh, wooded realms. And it's got everything I could ever possibly want. It's got built in, um, LEDs built in USBs, cup holders, slide out trays, uh, it comes with a, a leaf, like, uh, like wooden leaves that you can set in the table. So it can then also be a dining room table. Um, this thing is just, I'm crazy excited about it. I was very nervous when I first backed it because that's a lot of money to, to throw down on a product that, you know, you don't have yet. And, and who knows? I mean, I, I have a lot of confidence in this company after doing the research, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited. You guys, you guys have heard how excited I am. I've been talking about this thing nonstop. I'm just, I'm pumped to have a, a dedicated table to put in my man cave. And uh, it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. I like the idea that you can turn it into a dining room table too. Because for me, if I were to ever get one, which I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where I, I've looked and I'd really like one, but it's, you know, it's such an investment. But anyway, the way my house is set up, I would pretty much have to have it, in the dining room area probably and actually have to use it as a dining room table and then convert it over when I'm ready to game. So that's kind of a cool concept. I definitely, if I, if I get one, I'm going to look into the same type of thing.
2: Yeah. They've really come a long way with them. They, I mean, they look really nice. Like these could be, these could be tables that you bought in, in a furniture store. And then the bonus is they have the inlaid area for games. So Mm. it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah, I checked out the link that you sent me about it and it looks, it looks great and well crafted. And then I'm also a huge fan of the name that they chose, Second Breakfast.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little homage to, uh, to my man, Tolkien. So, yeah, yeah exactly. it's, uh, it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm pretty pumped.
0: Cool. Uh, well, it sounds like we all had a couple good weeks. So, uh, let's jump into the news here. We got quite a bit of stuff. There was the Nintendo Direct, which I know we'll get into and, Uh, Just a bunch of other news. So, uh, Derek, why don't you uh, start us off with some of that?
2: All right. Well, first of all, we have some big news on the pandemic front. Uh, Pandemic fall of Rome. So, I don't know about you guys, but uh, here's a little uh, fun fact about me. I don't really like Pandemic. Uh, it's kind of funny because I am a scientist that works with viruses all day long. So literally pandemic is like kind of my job and something I should be very interested in, but it just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. And so this, uh, this fall of Rome, uh, theme really gets me excited about this. So you're, you're playing as the, the leaders of the Roman empire and you're trying to defend your borders from different tribes that are moving in and you're trying to recruit legionnaires uh from around the country to defend different areas and then you're trying to convert uh tribesmen to the Roman legions and uh it it looks really good um it, i mean it say what like i don't love pandemic but the the it's so, so such a solid game and it's such a great game that i think i think uh this should be a home run for me, um, with the theme and, uh, there's solo play. So that's, that's great too. Uh, this one will be coming out in, uh, quarter four of this year and it'll be $50, which seems like a pretty decent price. Uh, are you guys excited about this one?
1: I, I am excited about this one. And I know we were talking about this earlier. Um, and it kind of like what you had said that pandemic itself maybe lacks a little bit of a theme. And this might give uh, a theme to a game or a game style that, that I personally really enjoy, but might attract some more people to come play. And I always think that's never a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I've never played any of the other um, alternate versions, I guess. I've only played the original Pandemic. And I, I'm kind of in the same boat, Derek, I guess, where I loved it at first because it was so revolutionary and... I will still play it for sure, especially with people that have never played and, and have never played a co-op game, just to introduce them to it. But um, I don't know. I, I, unless there's a good reason, I don't usually pull it out. So I'm excited for this one just for a change of pace. And I, I've i always heard people say that the other editions of Pandemic are familiar enough that if you're a fan of the game that you'll still like Pandemic, but if you are kind of in the same boat as as we were talking about here where you're kind of over it. The mechanics are like the, there's just a, di- there's slightly different mechanics that make it a whole new gaming experience. So, uh, I'm excited to see what that's like too.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, next up we've got, uh, Potion Explosion second edition, and we've got the sixth student expansion. Um, Potion Explosion is one of my favorite games. Uh, Sid and I love playing it. I know we played it with Ryan and, and, and Bree and they loved it as well. Um, the second edition that they're releasing, everything is going to be the exact same as the first edition, except that the, the tray that all the marbles come down in is going to be plastic instead of the cardboard one that, that we currently have. And I, and I will say that's one of, one of my complaints about the, the original game is the cardboard tray is kind of flimsy and sometimes the tracks get um, out of their uh, their notches and so you've got marbles going all over the place. So I think that'll be... I think it'll be a, a good... Um, I mean, that, that's nice for second edition. Now, I probably won't buy the second edition, but uh, just because I have the base game, but the six-student expansion will increase play to five or six players... And it will also come with a plastic, uh, dispenser. So that's really nice. So if you had the first edition, you can buy this expansion and get the plastic dispenser. The other thing it will also do is there are game modes now that you can play with two dispensers. So if you were to buy the second edition and also this expansion, it's not, it's not wasted. You, you're able to use both, uh, dispensers, um, at your disposal and, um, yeah, the, the expansion comes with some new, um, marble types, new, uh, new game rules, and that'll be releasing at Essen, which is coming up pretty soon here. So, um, that should hit stores shortly after Essen. All right. Next, we have, uh, Quarriers, Quultimate Quiddition. Uh, <laughs> you guys have both played Quarriers with me. Uh, and so Quarriers, uh, I, I love Quarriers. Um, it is a, uh, it's a dice-building game. So if you've ever played a deck-building game where you're trying to um, draft better cards into your deck and then cycle through them uh, to play better and better cards, it's the same idea, but instead you're drafting different dice um, of different, like, creatures. And you put those dice into a dice bag, and you're drawing out dice. So you're trying to um, trying to cull the bad dice from your, your bag and trying to buy better and better dice, and, uh, some of my, like, I just have the base game for couriers, and, and one of my complaints is the game always seems to end, uh, too quickly. And so this, uh, Quultimate Quiddition comes with every expansion ever made for the game, which, uh, I've heard some of the expansions get rid of that, uh, game ending too quickly scenario and add a lot of, a lot of, uh, different choices for monsters that give you a lot of variety. Um, you guys have played Quoriers, right? Would you guys be interested in, in trying any expansions for it, or are you kind of over that, that
1: game?
0: Well, it's been a long time since I've played, so I'd even have to remember. Uh, I mean, maybe that would be a good thing to bring me back into it, I guess, is uh, a new edition, or yeah, this, this ultimate quiddition. Um, That's fun to say, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, fun, difficult, one of the two. Um, but. I remember liking it and I remember, especially when you first got it, I wanted to play. I think I asked to play quite a bit. Um, so we,
2: we played, we played that game seven times in a row and we played till three in the morning and we had to be up at 6am to watch our soccer team play. And that was rough. That was yeah. really rough. But Burford, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, no, it's, it's a good game. Uh, and yeah, I think I think the having all the expansions in one big box would be would be great. I think uh I think I would definitely check this out if the price is right. Um there's no price point for it yet, but it'll launch in uh 2019, so we'll keep an eye out for that one. Uh next we've got uh some big Switch news as far as board gaming news goes. Um Asmodee has announced um some titles that they are going to bring out, board game titles they're going to bring out for Switch. Um so they include uh, Carcassonne, uh, The Lord of the Rings, LCG, Pandemic, Catan, Munchkin. And they say they've got a, a ton more planned coming down the pipe uh, that they'll start launching um, next year. Those are the five titles that are in development with Carcassonne coming out uh, around Christmas this year. So I think this is just another way that tells us Ryan needs to switch. That's what That's what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, I'd actually had that written down. Um, I this is, I know I, I joke and jest about maybe getting a switch and maybe not, but I think this might be the thing that finally convinces me, and, and it's the straw that breaks the camel's back, and I finally end up buying a switch because nothing sounds better to me than laying in my bed and playing board games.
2: Right, and and tabletop simulators great. And, you know, it's, if you're, if you're at your desktop and you're playing tabletop sim, that's great. But there's something to be said for an app that is specifically designed rather than a mod. You know, it's an app specifically designed for a game and I can lay in my nice, comfy bed and kick Evan's butt at Carcassonne. Like, that's all I want. (laughs) That's all I
0: want. Pretty good at Carcassonne. (laughs) 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 Not really, but yeah. And to that point. I feel like, at least with, with our group, uh, when we're sitting at our computers, we generally, we all have tabletop simulator and we play it from time to time. Uh, but I feel like we generally would really just rather play a video game because that's kind of what the computers are for, at least, you know, for us, or that's what we want to do when we're together on a computer. So having this other option, like you said, where, uh, we can maybe play when we're not all at our computers, uh, but we still have a game we could play. It sounds good to me. And then it's of course something we could do. Like if we were together for a weekend, but we weren't in a place where we could sit down and play a board game, but for whatever reason we had some downtime, we could all pull our switches and play. I would assume they'll have local play. So you could just do some local Absolutely. play that way. Yeah, so I'm it,
2: hoping, I'm hoping for some asynchronous play, you know, where I, I mean, I'm hoping we don't have to both be on at the exact same time. You know, I can play a tile in Carcassonne and then, you know, Whenever you get back to your switch, it's your turn. Kind of a like a words with friends uh, situation. You know, I take a turn, and it just shoots it back to you. Whenever you're ready to make your turn, that would be that would be ideal.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of games that would work for that. Carcassonne, obviously being one. Uh, a game like like Catan probably would be a little harder with the trading and stuff. But right, um, right. there's a lot of games that could work that way. Even Pandemic would be tough, but you could do it. Um, uh-huh. So yep. yeah, I, I would be excited to see if they go that route. Uh we'll kinda of have to see what, what happens with it.
2: Right. And and depending on the the price points too,
0: but I definitely think this is something that all three of
2: us could get on board with. Yeah. Um I, I think Lord of the Rings LCG is is appealing too. I think that's that, a really good one to.
1: Yeah, to me that's the most appealing one because I love playing that game. But when we're, I mean, cause we don't have a ton of time. When we when we do have a chance to sit down and play games, it's not always the first one in my mind to, to right. bring to the and, table. And, and so I think this would be a good way to play
2: especially when we're getting our butts handed to us every Ugh. single time we play. It's tough to want <laughs> to to want to say, "Oh yeah, let's spend our time together like getting just crushed. yeah, rolling our face on the keyboard." Yeah, it's yeah. So, uh I think that's that's pretty exciting. Um we'll move on to a little more, well not a little more, a lot more switch news. Uh there was a Nintendo Direct this week and I am so pleased. There, there was a lot of big news. First of all, they, they announced, uh, the online service. Uh, I know, Evan, you weren't crazy about that. Um, I, I'm okay with it. It's a $20 online service. It, for the year, it comes with, um, some NES, some classic titles that they're releasing, it comes with cloud storage. Um, yeah, Evan, what were your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, well, the, the price is obviously, not bad twenty twenty bucks for years, if you have a switch and if you're buying games regularly i I would guess that you can afford that uh I just fear that it's not up to par with the other two major consoles and i I know that Nintendo isn't really it's almost like it's a different like obviously they're still in competition with each other, but Nintendo is always gonna be Nintendo, and it's a little bit different from the other two um but it's just the, some of the drawbacks for me are the one of the biggest ones is there's no built-in voice chat they have like an app that you have to use on the side and i don't really get it the point of that like if i'm going to use a different app i'm just going to use discord because that's what i use anyway um so that's a that's a negative for me and then they're also kind of like toting these so the other thing you get with it is you get access to some classic nintendo games and that's great everybody loves classic nintendo games but they're turning it as this great service of like oh 20 bucks a month and you can play like super mario brothers from 1987 or whatever it's from and i don't really i don't know i've i've played those i you know on the original nintendo on snes the remastered versions i played them on my game boy advance when they came with other mario games i don't really care i i I just I think that games with gold and the PS Plus where they actually give you a new game for the price of your or several new games a month for the price of your online service is such a better deal. So that's my biggest gripe yeah. with it. Yeah,
2: no, I I can definitely see that. Um, I will say, as someone who collects and still plays uh, all the classic NES games and Super Nintendo games, uh, sometimes it's nice to just have an updated version at your hand, I mean, in your hands. And, uh, you know, again, this, this always is my example, but if I can lay in my bed and, (laughs) and play these games, you know, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I think that's just a bonus for me. I think I would have been fine with the $20 a year just to be able to play, you know, to play online, to play overcooked online, to play Mario tennis, to play smash when it comes out, you know, I, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I get that there, there are definitely some issues with it and they aren't on par with PlayStation and Xbox, but they're also not charging as much as those, uh, those services too. So I think all in all, it'll, it's going to be okay. Hopefully they can, you know, continue to upgrade the service. Uh, so we'll see. I think we'll wait and see on that. Um, as far as the games announced during uh, the Nintendo Direct, I'm just going to talk through some highlights here. There's way too much stuff to, to talk about. I'm just going to list some stuff off, and then we'll throw it over to Evan to see what he's interested in. Uh, the big one they led with was Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, we've got the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, uh, which is kind of a a remaster of Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, on the Wii U, which was a a great a great platformer, and it's it's great as a party platformer too. Um, we got the new Yoshi game, Yoshi's Crafted World, which looks uh, pretty pretty adorable, if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, the new Animal Crossing game, which uh, I'm not a big Animal Crossing fan, but I've got some good friends who they love Animal Crossing, and this was their biggest news out of the whole the whole Nintendo Direct. Uh, we got a bunch of Final Fantasy uh, remasters. Final Fantasy VII, specifically for me, um, as a remaster, is pretty exciting. We've got Mega Man Eleven coming out, and finally, Civ Six. Uh, so, Evan, what what is your what item are you most excited about here?
0: Ooh, that's a tough choice. Um, I'd probably put it between Luigi's Mansion and. I'm going to say Luigi's Mansion. I'll say that's my number one. Yeah. Uh and my 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 experience with Luigi's Mansion's games is completely solely limited to the little demo they had like in Kmart when they had the <laughs> when they had the GameCube demo and that's like the only one that they had and I played that a, a bunch uh just whenever we'd stop by there and I just never really got a chance to play any of the other games or like the main first game or anything. So I'm excited to I'll probably pick that one up. And I'm excited to actually be able to play through one of those fully.
2: Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to pick up Luigi's Mansion. Uh, I'll pick up the Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe and Yoshi's Crafted World. Those three are, are for sure for me. Um, I'm going to wait and see on the Final Fantasy VII remaster. I, I'm excited about it, but, you know, I played that game and I love that game, but we'll have to see what n- new things they're going to offer. I'm kind of um, going to play Wait and See on Mega Man also. Do you want to talk about Civ Six a little bit? You were pretty excited about that one.
0: Uh, yeah. So Civ Six is was just announced. Um, I believe it has a. It's coming out pretty soon. Actually, I think it's in November. November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the Civilization games. I my my concern would be I don't know how it's going to play exactly on a Switch, but I guess it wouldn't be too bad because uh, it's a turn based game, so you can kind of just queue up your moves or whatever. It's not like a real time strategy where you're like a Starcraft where you're bouncing all over and you really need like the mouse for the fine precision movements and stuff like that. Um, right. so I think with, I think with save would be fun. And, and that is one that, um, I believe at least previous versions of the civilization games had some asynchronous play. So I wonder if they'll have that for this version. I'm not sure. It's, it's definitely more fun to not do that, but, um, that would be a fun one. I, I think as well, to just get a couple guys together and, um, You know, play at your own pace, I guess, and just whenever I have my Switch in my hand, I can play a turn or whatever, and and we'll go go from there.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Well, finally, last piece of news. uh, Solo, a Star Wars uh, story, will release next week, uh, and we will have more to come on that in our next episode. We're going to focus on uh, some Star Wars discussion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, minor spoilers. For me, at least, it's going to be very positive. I love that movie, but we will get into it more next week. There will be opinions. Yeah. There will
1: be opinions and there will be hot takes.
0: There, it will be mixed. <laughs> <laughs> for
1: sure. All
2: right. So that, that'll do it for the news. Evan, do you want to, you want to throw us into our, our, uh, our long topic discussion?
0: Yeah. So, uh we're going to talk about RPGs this week. Um and again like I said specifically tabletop RPGs such as, you know, obviously the big one there is Dungeons and Dragons. So the three of us have all played Dungeons and Dragons. We've all mostly been in campaigns together. Um I think you guys have both been in campaigns where I wasn't involved, but I don't I don't know that I've ever played a campaign without you guys. Now that I think about it. But anyway, uh so we're just going to talk about uh how we got started and some of our experiences with the different systems, such as Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 versus 5th Edition versus Pathfinder and a few other ones that we've at least given a try. Um, so, um, yeah, why don't you, uh, you guys well, want to talk I, about I
2: can I can start it here because sure. I, I take full credit for getting us all into Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, and- that's fair. I uh um I'm about to say the nerdiest sentence that I think anyone has ever said. Uh I started playing D&D on a middle school orchestra trip. So uh let that one sink in. You yeah, know we we were on an orchestra trip, orchestra trip up to Minneapolis and uh one of the chaperones he played first edition D&D when it first ca- I mean when it first came out and he still to this day has a group that plays uh plays a D and D and they play every week. And it's uh yeah, he, he is the one that inspired me. He kept talking about it. And so we get up there and we're at the mall of America and I go into, um, at that point in time, wizards of the coast still had a store up there and I go in and I, I bought the D and D starter set and we played on the charter bus on the drive home, me and uh, some of my um, orchestra mates and then I got back, and I, I think I introduced a couple of uh, our close friends to it, and uh, it just wasn't working very well for us. We weren't the the DM type, uh, and then we found that there was another group at school who were uh, also playing. They had already they had a, an established campaign, and um, we were able to uh, talk their DM into also running a game for us. And I think there were I think there were seven of us players in the first game, which is entirely too many, but. We didn't care. We had all the time in the world, so it just kind of worked. Uh, we were playing 3.5, which is, I mean, where it all started. Ryan, do you want to talk about
1: 3.5? Yeah, um, that <laughs> that for me was was kind of where it started. Uh, at 3.5, I, I wasn't in on the first campaign with seven people. Uh, That's right. that sounds, I, like, one, that sounds one second. like
2: we we should probably uh, clarify. 3.5 is the uh, so third edition Dungeons of and, Dungeons and Dragons. And then they um, they put out a huge update half, like halfway through the life of the game or the life of third edition. So they called it 3.5. Just had a bunch of rules updates, and that that's the the version we started on. Sorry, Ryan, I'll let you continue. No,
1: no worries. I wasn't a part of the first campaign that you guys did, um, and to be honest, I may be a little glad that I didn't didn't join in on one with seven people. That sounds yeah. like a lot yeah. a lot going on at one time.
2: It was a lot. And um, we had no cleric, all that, and we had no <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds stressful um but no it to me three point five was like the definition of of mid maxing and the definition of trying to find loopholes to do things that you really weren't supposed to be able to do anyway. um and that that mean there's something to be said for enjoying that and having a lot of fun doing that, um but I think maybe the the most recent edition, fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons is streamlined that a lot better. And I enjoy the actual role-playing element of it and enjoying your character and just kind of having fun with fat with friends versus number crunching and loopholes.
0: Yeah, and I think to, to segue off that a little bit, within our own group of friends, so our core group is mostly the same uh, people that play from that first campaign. And so, I, we've mentioned this before, but we're in a campaign now that I am DMing, and we've really seen a shift, and I think part of that's because we are playing with 5th edition now versus 3.5, but also just because of a few other things, where when we first played 3.5, we, we played it a lot like a, you would play a tactical RPG, like maybe like a Fire Emblem or something like that, uh, where we were a lot about combat, and, and that's fine. I mean, if that's the way that you like to play, that's great. Uh, I don't think there's a better or worse way to play D&D as long as you're having fun, right? But that's kind of what we did is just that we would focus on the combat and we would try to make our characters the best we could for combat. And then when we got to the actual combat, it was just a big, it was a, you know, that we enjoyed the tactical part of it. And so now um, with this campaign, I think a lot of it started, um, I'm sure most of you have probably heard of Critical Role, but if you haven't, you should Probably go check it out. Uh, it's a group of people that, a group of voice actors that play, um, play Dungeons and Dragons and they, they've had a couple, well, they're, they're part way through their second campaign now. They, the first campaign is like a hundred and some episodes of four-ish hours each. So there's just a ton of content. And anyway, uh, Derek a few years ago started watching that and he was telling us about it and he got me hooked. And then we decided like, oh, we need to get a, we need to start a new campaign with fifth edition and we need to try to do what these guys are doing where they really get into character and they'll go whole sessions without combat, which, for us, it was unheard of. Like, we could not have a session without combat because that's just what we did. Um, so we tried it out, and I I think it's been going well. It's been somewhat of a stretch for me as as someone who's not, like, a really... I don't know. Like, I'm no actor or anything like that. So for me to, to DM and to step into these different characters has been a challenge, but it's also been f- pretty fun, I think. and And each type provides its pros and cons, and you can blend it however you want, but... I know at least I've been enjoying the more RPG focus that we've had in this latest campaign.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I I think it was like the third or fourth session we did with you in our our fifth edition uh, campaign, and we had no combat. And I think I messaged you right after that that session. I said, that's the most fun I've ever had playing D&D. And it, it's so cool to see how we've evolved, you know, and, and not to say, not to say that it's a bad thing, the tactical combat. So I, I currently play in a Pathfinder game on Tuesday nights and then our fifth edition game on um, Thursday nights. And for those of you that don't know Pathfinder, basically D and D released a, a fourth edition um, and it was all new. It was basically, basically everyone was kind of an MMO character. They could do all the damage and cast all the spells and heal all the heals, <laughs> and it, everybody was their own like army basically. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't good. We played maybe five or six uh, sessions of fourth edition and said, "Nope, we're done." Well, yeah, then it didn't
1: last long, <laughs>
2: right? And so, what Pathfinder is is they started a company that filled that niche. We called Pathfinder for the longest time. We called it three three point seven five because it it. Filled the niche of 3.5, but made it better. It made improvements over 3.5, and there, it's a very different game. I mean, they might as well call Pathfinder uh, min-maxing the RPG. Uh, that really, that's what it is. And and y- you know, it's it's a lot of modifiers and a lot of math and a lot of making this super, super, super detailed, unique character, and that's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of tactical combat, but there's not a lot of role play in it. And, and that's just how our, my group plays it. You know, there might be more role play people out there. I'm sure role play Pathfinder a ton, but our group, we like to do tactical combat and that's great. And I have a ton of fun, but then it's also nice on Thursday nights to hop back into the role play aspects of it. And I get to play my ASMR sorcerer who's a total dick. And it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's, it's really. It's really fun that I can jump back and forth to those uh, those different styles. I'm really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I think, you know, to your point about um, the games blend itself more towards to min-maxing versus RPG. Uh, if you look at Fifth Edition, some of the things they added in there to it really just kind of encourages that that role-playing style of play. And again, you don't, if you're not comfortable with it, you don't have to do it. But they they have these. These things that can make it more of a transition, like your character has a, uh, a background that you can choose from the player's handbook. And then if you want to, you can, you can flesh it out. So you could have your character be like a sailor and you could just leave it at that. There's a just brief description in the player's handbook about what a sailor has and you maybe get a little perk or some, uh, skill proficiencies based off that. But then if you want to, and I would definitely encourage you to, if you're looking to play, you can make up your story about how I don't know, just whatever. You're a sailor out of a certain port and, you know, whatever. Just go build off of that. And it just gives you these building blocks. And then it also gives you these traits that you can pick from. So you can use that to build your story and these flaws. Like maybe my character has is super greedy, so he got in trouble for stealing one time or something like that. You know, just all this stuff that helps you build the backstory and gives you the building blocks to put something together.
2: Yeah. To anybody out there who has never played D&D, I, I first recommend checking out Critical Role. Like Evan said earlier, they are great ambassadors to our hobby. They have brought so many people to D&D. It is incredible. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to, you know, at Gen Con or different, different places that say, Oh yeah, I watched, I started watching Critical Role. I heard about it and now I play D&D and it, it's just so cool. The other, the other cool thing, the other thing I, I suggest is go pick up a starter set. Target carries the Dungeons and Dragons starter set now. Which is amazing. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. I was in Target the other day. They had the base set for Dungeons and Dragons comes with dice, comes with character sheets, comes with, uh, a player's handbook and, and what you need to get a, to get a DM going. It, it's crazy and just give it a try. You know, it, it's 20 bucks. Um, yeah, watch an episode of Critical Role. Look at, look at all the fun things that you can do, all the storytelling you can do and, it D and D has been such a big part of our lives that, you know, I wouldn't give it up for anything. It's, it's been great.
0: And I would like to say that if you have a group of guys that are interested or a group of people that are interested and the big question always comes down to, okay, who's going to run it? Who's going to be the DM? And we had that in our group too. Um, uh, I would just encourage somebody, even if you don't think you would be good at it, give it a try. Uh, you're not going to be Matt Mercer from Critical Role. He's one of the best out there, obviously, and it's just not going to happen. So if you watch Critical Role, don't be discouraged. Like I'm never going to be able to run a game like this, because you're probably not. But you can make it work. I like I said, I can't, I can't do the voices at all. I couldn't. I can't do a different voice to save my life. Uh, but you know, we just make it work. I just have to put a little extra effort then into differentiating the characters in a different way for these guys and it's a little harder because we play over voice chat we're not all physically in the same place so i can't physically do some mannerisms but to make up for that maybe i just have to describe them a little bit more um so it's intimidating for sure and it's work also to be a dm it can be anyway but it's rewarding too i i think that um i don't know it's just you get a chance to, to play a bunch of different characters as opposed to just being stuck into your one character. So, um, uh, I do, I do enjoy DMing. Um, that said, I think you, there is such a thing as DM burnout. And, uh, so that's, that's one thing that I'm looking forward to. We're actually going to start another campaign here pretty soon. Uh, that's a Lord of the Rings campaign and it's actually based off the fifth edition rules, but there's some twists and I'm not going to be DMing that another friend of ours is going to. So I'm really excited to be able to uh, play a a player character for the first time in a while.
1: Yeah, what four four years since you've uh, uh, say it's been a while. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: well, we our campaign's almost three years old now, and then yeah, we hadn't really played a campaign for a few years, so yeah, it's been a, it's been quite a while since I've played a player character. Yeah,
2: and I think JJ going to do a great a great job DMing that uh, Middle Earth campaign. I'm I'm very excited to play in Tolkien's world. Uh, yeah, it should be fun.
0: Yeah, so to that point, I mean if if D and D doesn't really isn't really your thing, like if you don't think you'd like the fantasy setting or whatever, there's other options out there. Uh we're doing this Lord of the Rings one. Um we also did a, a Star Wars one, Derek. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah,
2: um uh, it just came down to uh, I did not have enough time to put into DMing it, but I, I really enjoyed we were playing um Star Wars um Edge of the Empire. Uh, was the new Fantasy Flight RPG, new-ish, I guess. It's probably just a couple years old now. But it's, it's very story, story, story driven. Um, you're not rolling dice as you would in D&D and trying to get over a modifier. You're rolling different dice with symbols on them that represent good or bad things that happen in the environment around you. Um, which is pretty neat. Uh, so that was a really cool one. It, it didn't work out just because I didn't have the time to dedicate, um, so we kind of ended that one. I would love to pick it up at some point, uh, once I get a little more time in my life. Um, another one I've played is Call of Cthulhu. So that is set in the H.P. Lovecraft world, uh, a lot of horror, uh, um, you know, the, the, uh, elder gods, um, you know, Cthulhu, Haster, um, all of, all of those. Uh, so you're playing as a investigator and it's basically, you're it's it's a mystery that you're trying to solve. You're playing detective. You're going around to different locations. Weird weird things are happening, and you're trying to figure it out without dying because that's the theme of Call of Cthulhu is everyone dies a lot, and <laughs> and so if you if you got a character that's made it through nine or ten missions, you are it's it's essentially being level twenty in D anD D. Only you're just as likely to die uh every mission, but. <laughs> But, you know, it's an accomplishment. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, uh, talk it down. It's, it's a ton of fun. Uh, it's just very different than anything I was ever used to. And I play with some, the, my Pathfinder group, they, they also love Call of Cthulhu. And, and so that was something new that they introduced me to. And I really did enjoy it. It's, it's something different.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one that I've never played the Call of Cthulhu, but I, I think I would really enjoy it. I would like to maybe try it someday, but I can't say as though that I have the mentality to run. Any, DM anything, but let alone call it through. I don't know hardly anything about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a whole nother beast. Uh, maybe sometime when you're down, I can talk Eric into running a game for us. That'd be fun. That would be so
1: much fun. Yeah.
2: Well, that's about all I got, uh, as far as RPGs. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I would just like to add that in our current 5th edition campaign, the, the, just speaking to the role-playing element of the whole thing, the most fun that I've had with my character, um, and my character, just so people kind of have an idea, is an Arbear Barbarian. So, I mean, he should be all about the combat and the tactical combat and everything that goes along with uh, 3.5. But the most fun that I've had is, is long story short, my character bought an, an oil skin. And wanted his name imprinted on the side. And he is semi-literate. And if, F- Evan gave it back to my character after he asked him to spell the name, um, and it, it's spelled entirely incorrectly. And there's like re- flip backwards letters. And then there's like numbers in his name. And it's just, it's the most awful thing But I, it's probably the favorite thing that I've had that's happened in our campaign.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's so much more to D and D than just, than just combat
1: yeah so much more
0: i mean there's there's just no limit to what can happen because it's just everybody's imaginations so it's it's definitely great if um if you haven't tried it i all three of us would would definitely encourage it because it's it's something that the three of us are pretty passionate about and something we all really enjoy doing
2: yeah and if you ever if you have any questions or need advice about how to get going or how to how to draw people in or what to do as far as DMing, just just let us know. And we are more than happy to give any kind of advice.
0: Yeah, for sure. And on that note, you know, anything else related to the podcast too, again, we're always open. Uh, again, I'd just like to thank everybody for the support. Um, it's been great. Uh, we we love to hear any sort of feedback. And so if you have anything, let us know. If you have any suggestions for any topics, again, just email us. Uh, again, we'll have the, the email and and the socials and all the descriptions and everything. Um, but we just can't thank everyone enough for, for listening and, and sending in feedback and all that stuff. So uh, I think that's about all we have. So any closing thoughts, guys?
2: No, I got nothing. Hit us up on uh, Instagram. Uh, we've got our, our email and our Twitter. Uh, Twitter's not super active, but I'm on Instagram all the time. Uh, love to hear from you. Um, just go out and spread the
0: word of nerd
1: and I will make sure that I send you pictures for our Instagram
2: tomorrow. <laughs> yeah,
0: give me pictures. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, well thanks for listening everyone and uh we'll we'll catch you next time to talk about Star
1: Wars. Have a good couple weeks and we will see you then.